Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, my mum was a very big inspiration to me. It's not what happens, it's how you handle it. Just do the best that you can possibly do. So I had some great teachings. And money to me, like broke is temporary, pours a state of mind. And that's really what I, the biggest thing I ever got from my mum is, you know, is you can be broke, but that just means you don't have as much money right now. But if you've got a poor state of mind, then nobody can help you because it's an attitude. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode on Property Investory, we're chatting with Dale Gilham of Wealth Within. The investor, fund manager, educator, entrepreneur and author will talk about his philosophy on property investing, his setbacks and his successes. founder of Wealth Within and we're, I suppose, a bit of a diversified financial services company. Um, I'm a uh, financial, uh, sorry, I'm a portfolio manager, sorry, fund manager and we manage a lot of super funds or the direct share portfolios. I'm also a trader, a property investor. Um, I'm also, we're also an accredited educator. So we're the first uh, educator in Australia that's been approved by the, the federal government for share market and share trading courses. So we teach professionals in terms of financial planners, accountants and everyday mums and dads how to get uh, better returns from the share market. Gilham divulges his daily routine as an investor and explains what a typical day looks like for him. You know, I went to the chiropractor this morning, went to a myotherapist after that. I've been out for coffee and I started, I think I've answered two emails and it's now nearly one o'clock. So I haven't done much today. Um, but some days, yeah, some days it's, you know, I'll get up and go to the gym and I'll like, you know, do some uh, research on the marketplace. Um, you know, this morning I actually got up at 5 a.m. and I was in my recording booth recording my analysis on some stocks for our clients. And then had a shower and then I've gone off and done everything else. Um, I'll sit down and look at the market uh, with my senior analyst and have a chit- bit of a chat about that. We, I might write some articles. I've written a couple of articles this week for media, um, go and talk to my different team and pretty much the business runs itself and I just sort of oversee a little bit. But it's a nice little um, day. I talk to clients. I talk to our mentor traders at times. So, you know, answer questions either on the phone or um, via email from our clients, so it's it's quite a varied sort of role that I have. I I don't think I have a typical day and all. He talks about his philosophy to property investment, his approaches, and what property investing means to him. 
He describes himself as a passive property investor and admits that he is dispassionate about it. How has this worked for him? Property was never a huge focus of mine. It was always part of my plan、um, in terms of that. So you know, I've done property development now, and I've you know got investment property, but it's never been a big focus of mine. It's more been of, to me, property is something that you do a lot of work in your research to get it, and then once you get it, you forget about it. Pretty much, you know, let the property managers run it, and to me, if it's making money, it's making money. To me, I always like the activity of being in the share market as something that I can look at every day, in terms of、um, you know watching the shares go up and down and do my analysis, and I can play when I want to play and not play when I don't want to play because I've got my money in my hand. Within three days, and I'm back in the cash, or I can be fully invested in the market. So that challenge for me is what I really, really liked. Property to me is more of、um, a passive investment, if that makes sense. It's you know it's like the We have a we've I did a development in Queensland in Redcliffe,、um, and I put a joint venture together and ran that、um, with some, with my partners. And the real estate agent rings me up and they said, "Oh, we haven't seen you at the property. When do you want to visit?" I said, "I've never even seen one brick of that property," and they can't understand that. To me, I just saw an empty block of land that had permits on it, and I went, "I'll have that," and came back and put the syndicate together. And, Did it, and to this day, and we've had tenants in it for over ten years, and I've not even seen the front fence, other than a photo. Well, that is definitely very, very passive by sounds of it.、Hmm. It's about making money. I don't need to see as long as it's being looked after properly. And you know, I ask them to share me photos when they do their inspections, and you know, detailed photos and that sort of stuff. But outside of that, it's just a money-making thing. That's what it is. It's not. I'm never going to live in it. It's not. It's it's an investment vehicle for me, and if it doesn't make money, then I get rid of it. It's simple as that. It's a dispassionate way about it. Gilham describes his philosophy towards property investing and offers some handy investment tips for property investors. All too often, I find、um, property investors are just in property, or share traders are all just in the share market. And to me, that's not a. You need to diversify your portfolio because each market has its day in the sunshine and. Each day, each market has its day in the rain as well. So you need to, you know, look at different avenues for investing. But it's quite exciting. So, the US, I'm using the Dow, and the, in the UK, I'll be using shares from the FTSE. But it's about creating cash flow and creating capital growth out of your portfolio, which is how I turn that into property investing as well. Raised in Victoria, Gilham lists his mother as his biggest inspiration. He talks about his humble beginnings and how this influenced his attitude and mentality as a property investor. I was、uh, born in Geelong. How's that one? So,、uh, born in Geelong, in the obviously in, in Melbourne, and grew up in full in Geelong. And I think I lived there till I was about thirty-four.、Um, so, I ended up、uh, was working in a bank. I grew up in a single-parent family. My dad died when I was three months old. So, I, we grew up with no money. I mean, I had secondhand everything. You name it, it was secondhand hand-me-down clothes, op shop stuff. You know, secondhand toys. You know, mum would buy stuff. You know, that was missing bits and pieces from an op shop, that sort of stuff. But I didn't feel like like I had a very loving, you know, great family life. And you know, my mum was a very big inspiration to me in terms of 
you know, a lot of the stuff she used to say, it's like, Dale, doesn't, don't sweat it. If it's, you know, if it's, if it's not life-threatening, it's not an issue, you know. It's, it's like that, that was what she was like. And it's not what happens, it's how you handle it. Just do the best that you can possibly do. So I had some great teachings. And money to me, like broke is temporary, pours a state of mind. And that's really what I, the biggest thing I ever got from my mum is, you know, is you can be broke, but that just means you don't have as much money right now. But if you've got a poor state of mind, then nobody can help you because it's an attitude. And I find a lot of cases with people looking at investing, and it doesn't matter whether it's property or shares, they they just have this poor mentality. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about later about the psychology and, and, and investing, but to me is people that are their own worst enemies quite regularly. After a brief stint at university, his interest in media turned when he realized that it wasn't going to make him any money. He wanted to be a millionaire. That's when he began looking into investing. You know, when I was 19, I, I, I actually went to, started off at uni and I didn't really like it. I thought, well, I'm not going to learn how to make a lot of money here. And so I left uni after about three or four months and went and got a job with a bank in a little country town just outside of Geelong. It's called Bannockburn. And uh, if you've ever had Bannockburn wines, you'll love them. They're brilliant. Um, that's a plug for many people wines. And, but beautiful wine, uh, but a nice little country town. And, and I got into the bank and stayed with the bank for about eight years. Travelled around country Victoria doing multiple roles. But I ended up in, in the city here in Melbourne and in the head office. And I was across the road from the stock exchange. Um, with the, with the you know you had still had the open outcry system in the late in the mid 80s and you could see the chalkboards and the chalkies and everything else and we had brokers coming in um, you know giving us money and people giving us you know share certificates and buying and selling shares and I was actually really interested in media so I actually started off doing a bachelor of arts and because I was into photography and video and media you know back in those days you had real to real machines and you know film cameras and no such thing as all this automated stuff with PCs. We didn't even have, have, have a PC at school, but that's, you know. So, you know, the younger generation go, how do you live life without a mobile phone and a PC or, you know, a laptop or an iPad? And it's like, well, it was quite easy actually back then. We didn't have the same pressures, I think. I knew that I wanted to be successful. I always knew that I was going to be a millionaire. I always knew in myself that I was going to have a, a, a better life than what a lot of people had. So I was always very focused on that and I was always one of those people who would just ask more questions and I I was always going, why? And I wanted to understand things and to me, whilst I was interested in media, I realised I wasn't going to make a lot of money out of that and I wasn't going to get my goals where I wanted to go. Gilham's experience with millionaire schemes amid the strong role of mentors and books all directed him down the road of property investing. So I just signed up for Amway and I mean, I quickly realized that I needed to sell stuff and talk to my friends and everything else. And it was a multi-level marketing company. It's perfectly legal. Nothing wrong with that. But but what it did introduce me to was a lot of great teachers and mentors and some of those awesome books, you know, like Think and Grow Rich, Think, you know, How to Make Money Made Simple by Noel Whitaker, great book. Um, things like The Richest Man in Babylon, you know, awesome book. Um, if you've got somebody who is where you meet somebody who's where you want to be or knows what you need to know, don't talk, shut up, ask questions, that sort of stuff. 
And it's and that's how I've lived my life is just finding people, you know, like people like Margaret Lomas, like uh, Michael Yardney, you know, like Peter Kolosos, because, you know, when I met Michael, I had investment properties, but I, you know, I was in two mastermind groups with Michael, you know, and, you know, he's a property guy and, you know, I'm a share guy. That's where we had great conversations and a lot of it, you know, and I went and contracted to Michael for a year just one or two days a week uh, just to learn property investing and, and property development and everything else. He made, you know, it was worthwhile for him because he got some of my expertise and I helped him put together his first workshops and, you know, how to present them and everything else. He gave me the content and I put it together. But that's the sort of stuff I did because I thought, well, I want to learn this. So who's great at what they do? And, you know, people like Michael and Peter and Margaret are great at what they do. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Gilham's journey on becoming a property investor. I was prepared to fly to Brisbane to meet the boss so that, and I said, I'm going to save you time and money. You will have another job in Melbourne at some stage and it's mine. I don't need a job right now. I just want to work for you. And that's where I, to me, it's about attitude. His worst investing moment. I owed money. I had, had to sell the vehicles that I had with the business. I had no car, no money. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey podcast listeners, I just wanted to let you know about the podcast show notes I've created for you that you can download at freepropertyresource.com. Inside these show notes, I've included a full summary, details of the resources recommended plus much, much more. Just go to freepropertyresource.com to grab it now. It's free and it'll make the rest of the episode so much more impactful. Again, that's freepropertyresource.com. Now back to the show. Gilham took on a new direction in his career when he made the first step to launch himself into the market, making a courageous move to get the attention of his future boss. Uh, well, when I was in Geelong, um, I was running my own business and um, got met. A, uh, I was working as well, and I got married. And just before I got married, my wife wanted a house. I went, "Okay, that's fine. You get married by get have a house, have children, that sort of stuff." And so we just bought a house in Geelong. It was like ninety thousand dollars. So you know that's really cheap from today's prices in Geelong. That's for sure. But um, I bought a house, and I realized pretty quickly that Geelong wasn't going to allow me to be the person I needed to be in terms it's a great place to live and bring up a family but if you want to be successful you actually have to pretty much leave because it's still that sort of industrial type of negative type thinking and you know it's like there's a lot of tall poppy syndrome down there Um, and so I knew I needed to leave and and anyway I was um, meeting with my mentor Wayne Berrios and meeting and um, uh and I was talking to him, I said, I need to get out of this. And he was running a, a training sessions in Melbourne over 12, 13 weeks. And I said, right, I'm going to enroll in this. So I was driving up to Melbourne at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and coming back at anywhere between 1 to 2 a.m. in the morning and going back to work the next day. Um, but my goal was to transition from where I was into something different um, and have a new 
career path. And whilst I was there, he said to me, you need to meet these two guys. And they were working for a, a national company that was teaching people about making money in terms of property shares, bonds, bank bills, investment structures, you know, in terms of tax structures, you know, in terms of you know, how to set yourself up properly with buying funds, how to trade shares, how to buy investment property, corporate, um, sorry, not corporate, um, commercial properties, whole range of things. And I, I went to one of their seminars and I went, okay, now I need to, I need to work for you guys because I need to know all this sort of stuff. Um, so I just faxed and yes, if the facts were around in those days, we don't do that much nowadays either, but I just faxed my resume to the boss um, who was in Queensland and then I rang him the next day. I said, I'm flying to Queensland to meet you. He goes, why? I said, because I'm, I'm on a job. And he said, you don't need to, I don't have a job for you in Melbourne. I said, that's okay, but you'll employ me when you do have one. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> that's very, very, uh, you're confident. <laughs> well, I needed, to me, it's again, you find out what you want and then go and chase that. And I was prepared to fly to Brisbane to meet the boss. So that, And I said, I'm going to save you time and money. You will have another job in Melbourne at some stage and it's mine. I don't need a job right now. I just want to work for you. And that's where I, to me, it's about attitude. It's. Uh, making sure you go to whatever you do with the right attitude and not go with your cap in hand expecting things. You know, it's about proving yourself. And, and too many people nowadays have this entitlement type of attitude. His worst investing moment came when he found himself with no money to his name and no car. He explains how he dealt with that situation and landed himself a new role. Yeah, well, I mean, I had a business in Geelong, a small business in Geelong, a retail business in Geelong, and um, I'm not sure whether you remember the pyramid collapse in Geelong. Um, but um, yeah, you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, there was a pyramid collapse. Everybody in Geelong either worked for Pyramid, worked for a company that worked for Pyramid, or had a had a friend or relative working for Pyramid Building Society because they owned a lot of different stuff. And and my my ex-wife used to work. She worked for the general manager one of their subsidiaries. My best mate worked for the solicitors that did all their work and the list goes on. But what happened is, and when it got shut down, the whole of, you could have turned the lights off in Geelong. Like everybody, business was shutting everywhere because business accounts were frozen, everything. So so I ended up having, you know, this business with nobody walking in the door and pretty much no money. And it's like, well, okay, let's just shut up shop. Um, so I just picked up the phone. I just said, well, where do I want to work? I need a job. And I just picked up the phone. I actually rang the local radio station because I thought that sounded interesting because I did have media in my blood from being at school and I thought, that sounds interesting. I reckon I can do this. And I rang and spoke to the boss there and I said, I need a job. And he said, I said, what do you want to do? I said, sales. And he goes, I don't have a job. I said, that's okay. You have lunch, don't you? And he goes, yeah. I said, Let's, how about I come and have lunch? So I went and had lunch with him the next week and two hours later I walked out with a job. But that's what I do. It's find where you want to work and go in. And it's not an arrogant thing. It's just saying it's just a focus thing, you know. And, you know, to me it's like I had you know, I had, no, I had owed money. I had, I had to sell the vehicles that I had with the business. I had no car, no money. Uh, my wife almost left me. I just bought a new house. I bought a house for us. And here I'm trying to do a job where I need a car and I was borrowing cars for six months and it's about, to me, it's about doing what you need to do to get to where you want to go. And His aha moment was when he realised he wanted to do property development. Really, it was my time with Michael you know, in the 
mastermind groups and he was talking about property developments and you know what he was doing and it was a time when he was starting to launch he was just not long, long launched um, his company Metropole um, and we, we used to have lots of good chats and you know and then when I gave up working for somebody else and just started trading that's when he asked me to come and you know, work for him he said two half days a week but it turned into two full days and he was wanting more and I just said no I'm, I'm a trader that's what I do so whilst I like property and I'm really supportive of people and strongly recommend people have property portfolios I'm just I just resonate more with shares and but working with Michael and you know traveling around with him you know it's just an amazing little journey in terms of understanding the value of being doing doing property development and part of that was most people buy existing bricks and mortar that they can see, touch, feel, smell. And to me, being a share trader, to me it was just it's just a block of land with something on top of it. And the land appreciates in value, the actual thing on top of it depreciates in value. And to me it's just a, it's just numbers on a piece of paper to me. Now Gilham is excited about sharing his knowledge with others. Believing in giving back to the community and helping out young people who are equally as passionate about investing. I don't know any successful person that won't spend time with somebody who has the right attitude and wants to learn to do it properly. Um, you do, as an expert, you do get a lot of people that are, have that poor mentality and try and waste your time. Um, but you, you always know when there's somebody who's the lights on and they're passionate and I don't know an expert that's not willing to share stuff with people and I haven't had that issue. You know, every time I wanted to understand something, I just find an expert and start talking with them and 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 Bob's your uncle basically. It's you know, they start helping you understand what you gotta do and because most people are like that. And successful people love giving back. And they really do and they love to see young people who are passionate. I mean, I got a young guy rang me only two weeks ago. He's studying business and finance at university, Mom, and, and he's sent me his resume because he wants some work experience. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I'll do anything, Dale. I just can't. I'm passionate about learning. And most uni students, if they want to do work experience, they'll do a couple of weeks in their three-month break. He just wants to do work experience the whole three months. You know, to me... That shows a good attitude and, and that's what I, I get excited about when I'm looking at young guys like this and young girls who are just you know excited about where they're going and, and have an idea of that's what I'd like to achieve because that's what I was like. So inspired by Gilham's journey, we will keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory. We'll talk about how to apply the strategy. And it was interesting. To me, it's not about what specific share you buy. It's about the plan that you have. And it's exactly the same strategy I'd have with property as well. About his success habits for property investing? So to me, it's always, I, I try and become, or I try to be what I would call an explorer. So what I, if I see something, I'll go, I want to explore that to, the, to really look at it properly and go, well, once I'm fully informed, then I'll make that decision and and that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. 
Simply text me your email address to 0499 88 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.